Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Mizog Art Podcast. This week I'm taking you into the studio of Gina Soden. Gina is a photographic artist whose main focus is architecture. Not just any old architecture. Gina explores once grand and beautiful old buildings and focuses her lens in such a way that the images she produces more or less emphasise the little bit of life that's left in this building. As a viewer, you do feel like you've snuck into these buildings with Gina and she's pointing something out to you that she's just spotted. She has definitely captured the perfect balance of light and beauty on one side and the dark and macabre on the other. I had the same situation this week as I had last week with Benjamin Murphy insofar as I'd not met Gina before we made this podcast. We'd spoken on social media and via email, but again, within five minutes, it genuinely felt like I'd never not known her. And you can tell, as in this podcast, it sounds like we've known each other for years, but you'll hear that for yourself in a minute. Gina's studio is in a building that houses a couple of dozen other studios, and in the background, you will hear other artists pottering about outside. You'll also hear the bass of someone else playing their music. Gina did say that she'd go and ask them to turn it down. But as I've said before, I do like to have an atmosphere. I do want you to come into the artist studio with me and hear what I've heard while I'm sat there. I think it adds a little something to the podcast. If I'm wrong, let me know. But for now, come and join me in the studio of Gina Soden. I'm in the studio of Gina Soden. And I'll go straight into the first of seven questions, which is, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Okay, so I'm a photographic artist, and what I do is spend hours and hours researching 
uh, locations all over Europe mostly, the UK as well. And these are abandoned buildings that I've been searching out for and basically want to go and photograph. And then I... So this, you know, this is like a really crop-down version. And then I go travel to these locations on one, like, big road trip. I make an itinerary. And then I sneak into them. So I'm definitely not meant to be there. And uh, that's sort of part of the mission, where I... uh, Sneak in at night or sneak in first in the morning to avoid the security guards. And I, uh, yeah, I go in, take photos for one hour or half an hour if I know there's security on site yeah. or several hours and then get back out, try and without being seen again. Yeah. And then um, I move on to the, to the next one and I just keep doing that on loop and then come back to my studio and edit the photos. Uh, probably like two years later because I've got thousands of photos sat on my hard drive that I haven't even looked at like they're just raw files sat there which is kind of a terrible crime really but I kind of have to be in the mood to edit certain photos or locations so Um, where did this photographic journey start? so how it started was um this particular one, you mean like no, the buildings? You've or been, you've been okay. a photographer, so photographic um, artist. Yeah, so I uh, got given a, a camera by my dad when I was really young, a film camera. So I used like APS film, 35mm, and I was always interested in film photography. And then we got a computer when I was age 13, and it came with a free digital camera. <laughs> I, um, I hate to be one of those people, I'm really sharing my age here, yeah. but yeah. Um, and it was a three megapixel camera, so oh, that's hilarious. Massive and at the time. yeah, and I just shot everything. I think I was the only person in school with one because they just didn't really yeah. exist commercially yeah. around that time. And then that was just when I knew I was hooked on photography. Um, and I just kept taking photos all the time, obsessed by it. Um, and then after going through um, sort of failing at different colleges along the way, I found that photography is what I wanted to do so I studied at Reading University and did two years there Um, so like work in the dark room uh, always the last one there at night dancing in the dark room with my drum and bass on and stuff Um, I was really terrible at the coursework you know I've never been good at that but the actual making of the work I absolutely adored and uh, then after that I went traveling for a bit and then I came back and set my own business up Mm. in photography and then and that was doing yeah, what? That was doing like portraits. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then what happened was I wanted to shoot a model on location and not just do something in the woods, yeah. you know, or like uh, just or in a studio. Yeah. I, I was kind of bored by all that. Mm. And I found this um, local psychiatric hospital <laughs> that was in the uh, newspaper. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And basically, I just, um, I think I called in sick at work. Nice. And um, just showing a great uh, sense of morals here. <laughs> yeah. um, I called in sick at work, um, drove up there, and I just snuck in. And then from that day, I was literally hooked. So I went four days that week, and then uh, gave gave packed up my job, yeah. packed it in the next week. And I realised what, did you, do when what you I got there? Did you do? Did you just go in there and take? pictures as you was walking around yeah yeah and then so now it's of... a lot more studied but back then I was just like oh my god there's like mold on the wall and it looks amazing yeah. oh my god there's a wheelchair in the corridor <laughs> and I literally was shooting everything <clears throat> I've still got the photos um I was shooting on film as well and I shot on like a little tripod about the size of the yeah. one you've got there about that big from the floor like looking yeah, up yeah. um 
all like completely wonky angles all over the bloody place, you know. And then it got like pitch black, and I was in this place on my did own. Did you ever take the model in there? I did, oh. yeah, I did. So I, I kind of used that as a recce, and I did take the model in there, and I did about three or four different shoots. Did the model places. break in there with you? Yeah, yeah. Good. So she, um, I think we had to climb a palisade fence or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh god, I really hope she doesn't tear her arm open. Because <laughs> uh, that's another reason why I stopped doing the uh, yeah, model yeah, photography, because yeah. I was responsible for a hairstylist, makeup artist, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just want to do, do it on my own. And I just found solace in it, really. It's kind of like my therapy, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, do you know Scroobius Pip? Yes, yeah. Did yeah. You, do you follow him on Instagram or anything no, at all? No, no, he, no. Um, he's got a clothing range. I'm not, on oh, okay. his merch, yeah, he's got yeah. like, a clothing mm. range. And then. Um, he wanted to do um, do it on a, a on a location, mm-hmm. and he had a couple of models with him. Like I, I know he's modelling the clothes himself, and he had a couple of female models, and I think another male model. And he found an old Pontins or Butlins, oh, okay. or yeah, one of those yeah. old holiday camps. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was, yeah. but they went and broke in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. similar to that, they've got their they're, they're doing all their photo shoots in like um, this decaying swimming pool, yeah, exactly, you know, and, yeah. and shit like that. It was it's pretty just, cool. It's so full of atmosphere. Mm. I mean, I, I will clarify that I've never actually broken in anywhere because I, I would never go equipped with a tool or anything, and I've really read up on you know, my rights the and, and the legalities, yeah. because also, you know, with my work getting more and more known, I've got to be a bit more careful about yeah. where I'm shooting and how I'm getting in and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I so just climbing go, over a fence and yeah, breaking climbing, in yeah. isn't allowed? Uh, and no, so climbing over a fence is kind of allowed. So in, in, in the UK, fine. yeah, like abseiling <laughs> in through a roof, like it's From perfectly legal, like, um, and digging a hole under a fence. I've never done that before. Um, yeah, that's great fun actually. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, I've done, I've done that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've, I've actually got like bought a spade Super. with me and Super. like great escape style, but actually going into the asylum. Not sure yeah. many people would do that. Um, and it's also about a, good, state, a good tip if anyone wants to have a go, like they're <laughs> encouraging it. A lot of Palisade fence, they have the bolt shaven off, but it's the odd one, they forget to do it, and you can, oh, yeah, you can yeah, unscrew yeah. it and, and pull it aside. And with someone with uh, fairly large um, boobs like I have, <laughs> it's very handy, because otherwise I can't get through. Um, yeah, so it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I just I, I, I love the places. They're just so yeah. full of character and history, and they're just beautiful. I mean, I really do find escapism and I really, I really love that escapism and going into. I mean, there is yeah. something definitely beautiful about the deca- something beautiful that is decaying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and and it's on on the flip side to that. I personally also like something that isn't beautiful mm-hmm. that someone is trying to make it beautiful, like Gavin yeah. Turk's work, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When he tries the bag to make of rubbish. A, yeah, yeah. Bin bag. Yeah. Exactly. Out of bronze yeah. And yeah. yeah I like it when they're coming away from mm-hmm. from expectation definitely yeah so from that first one in the asylum mm-hmm. did you still take was you still working with portraiture and models after that um, and taking them into different places or did your no. work go off on a tangent yeah I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent and I think it was around 2010 was when I really started going into the buildings like when was it time. sorry what year was it when you um, took the models when I took the models in it's more like 2008-2009 so actually wasn't that sort of far of a gap and I then I, logistically it was a nightmare you know and then also 
I just found I enjoyed the, shooting the buildings yeah, more. Yeah. So I'd go around taking pictures and, and think, it, right, it, where it can I put a, a person? Yeah. Well. Oh god, the thrill of yeah. it as well. Because I was going into places that I knew were easy to access, so I mm. could get in. But then I started going into harder places um, with a group of mates just to wreck it, and I was like, oh. I think I prefer this. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of just started going on little solo trips and just realising that this was really good for me. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have any massive problems as such, but it just to get away, it was like, oh, it was yeah. so liberating. So was yeah. you, you, you say that your work went off on a tenure. Yeah, Was you definitely. still doing the portraits as your bread and butter, but um, doing this as a sort of yeah, hobby? Yeah, it really like. kind of broke off, like... Yeah. Um, it was quite a sort of a quick, oh, was it? a quick good. departure, yeah. yeah. And I think that was probably really good for me um, because it meant I could just fully concentrate on yeah. what I wanted the to other, do. Because the portraits would have been anchoring you. Yeah, exactly. In, in that, yeah, that side. Yeah. But I think I was so lucky in that I was still living at home, so I just had the freedom just to be like, yeah, I can, I can bloody do this. Yeah. Like, and uh, you know, my, my my family saying, oh, you know what. Well, what do you want to do that for? What a waste of time. Like, going into these buildings, oh, it's, you know, silly, it's immature, like, you know, um, stuff like that. And uh, I just thought, you know, fuck it. You know, I've always been a bit of a had rebel. They seen, had they seen the photographs, your parents? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, they were wonky back then. That's yeah. probably why. Yeah. They thought they were doing their <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> no, they were actually really supportive. They were just more concerned because they can be dangerous. Yeah, but yeah, I was going around with a group of guys who'd been doing it for a little while, and you know we all just became friends and we just built up a really good trust like there's nothing like trusting someone knowing this guy's your mate that they're going to guide you across the floor where there's like a 10 20 foot drop below you and they tell you where to walk and they know what they're doing there's nothing like that and then you know when it's all fine you're like wow you know it it just builds up such a solid friendship and you know lots of friendships came from it and I think that's just why I stuck with it and yeah, but then the photography sort of just just took off. Like uh, I just was obsessed with getting. Well, a great that shot. was the next yeah. question was going to be: When was your first interest in in art, yeah. stroke photography? But yeah. then it was obviously when you got the three megapixel. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, have, have you, no, do you actually, still use that camera in your work? No, no. I think, I think that's uh, I think that's long gone. You've got a few yeah. more megapixels yeah. now. Um, no, I think um, <coughs> it actually I kind of was a latecomer to the art scene or art world as we like to call yeah. it definitely I think that only came about in 2012 oh, wow. so it's not actually not that long so ago. where was you looking yeah. at a place in your work when you yeah. was taking the architectural mm-hmm. photographs where did you want them to go or where were they I going? was just I mean, it's quite selfish I was just doing it for me I was yeah. just uh, because of the escapism and totally being somewhere you're not meant to be mm. um, it, it was just like a, a social a social experiment and just hanging out with people yeah. and having a great time and then the photography I realised was actually really important to me yeah. and then it sort of just changed and I think it was kind of when I went on a trip in 2012 and I went to um, I'd, uh, sorry, I'd arranged a trip to Belgium and, and then it kind of I was like actually this place looks really cool it's in Germany hmm, it's a bit far um, but I'll go there, and then so well, it went from just for that. Yeah. So what oh, I did is like nice. right, I'm going to go through Belgium, then we went to the Netherlands, then Germany, then Luxembourg, then France, then back through Belgium, yeah. and then home. Yeah. And I was away for like I think seven to ten days, and it was the longest I've been away. 
My mum was worried sick, bless her. Um, my, that's <laughs> my family, like, what point? is she doing? I was, oh God, so 2012. Oh God, I can't even think. Sorry, my maths is terrible. Six, seven Tw- years 20, ago. yeah, 20, how am I? Oh, you weren't, you weren't 26. very young then. No, no, but I'm the baby of the family. Yeah, yeah, so my mum's like completely, you know, like checking our own Ringing you every 20 minutes. And to be minutes. fair, I'm going into buildings where like, you know, asbestos and the yeah. floors are falling through. Did you look into the legalities of it in each country um, as well? No, I just kind Keep of going. went, uh, just, just, it was so like, oh, I've got to do this. Yeah, this means nice. everything to me. That. And it was kind of almost a bit of a, you know, uh, fuck this I was just I, I really enjoy this I'm just going to go do yeah. it and uh, yeah, it paid off I think so what I did was go away for quite a while but the thing is I didn't see it as I'm going away to create work at all I'm going away just to take some pictures and have a good time and and I've produced my first series from it and I sort of unbe- I didn't know I was going to produce a series yeah. and from it I just managed to get some absolutely brilliant photos yeah. and they all just worked so well together as a series and then from that um, uh, Robin Nick Carter uh, saw my work um, through Kate Bryan and they basically curated my first show at the Grout Show nice. and then bloody hell my career just went wow. exploded so I was absolutely so lucky to have that connection and um, you know the, it was only a pop up show it was like seven I think it was meant to be five days it, it was like expanded to like seven and then it just um I, I made sales before the show opened and it just the work was just really really well received and I, the thing is that's it's been so hard to sort of live up to that because you know I remember giving some advice later on saying look that will never happen ever again yeah your work will never sell that much that quickly uh, this was just, you know, and they were just being realistic, and I appreciate that advice because, yeah, it's never quite been mm. like that. I still have really good shows, but not not like that. Yeah, and, there's peaks and but, troughs throughout exactly, one's career, and of some peaks yeah. are higher than others, and yeah, some troughs. But I are really appreciated being told that because yeah. if I didn't know that, I'd be expecting yeah. it every time. And Robin Nick really kindly um, sent the invite to all their clients, wow. so all their clients came, and then after after the show. I had a discussion with someone and they were like, yeah, we've got to double your prices because, like, this is, you know, it's not sustainable yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's a lot more balanced now and the workload isn't just crazy, you know, it's more manageable yeah. and things like that. But, yeah, I was just so, so lucky. Um, but also I made work not knowing I had a show at the end of it, whereas mm. now I tend to make work knowing I've got something ahead. They've got a destination, So yeah. sometimes the the way I respond is quite different, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It, I mean, who was your, really who was your most influential artist mm. at the, the start? Um, or well, photographer? Well, where I came from, like a photography um, education background, it wasn't ever like a fine art background, so I didn't have access to a lot of that uh, through my education. So, actually... Um, Cindy Sherman was a big oh, influence and yeah. I've always just been into the dark and mm. you know the macabre yeah, and I, I, so. yeah of course yeah <laughs> I think that's kind of what led me yeah, into these yeah. places like um and I, I just really liked her aesthetic and her ideas and it was really creepy and also Helmut Newton I, mm. I just loved the female form and the way he shot them uh the photography was incredible um so they, those are two names but then as I got further in and looked more architecture. Candida Hoffer has always been uh, a huge influence. She's this German uh, photographer in her, I think, 80s. 
and she does architectural architectural images of public places mm. so not abandoned but no. she does them on a huge scale and uh, I think she sells with uh, Ben Brown Fine Arts and uh, she's a huge influence and actually Kate gave me a little uh, postcard box of her images yeah. and I, I, I've got them in my studio I still flick through them occasionally and you know it's reminder. Of, yeah, yeah inspiration yeah. But it's um, good to have different I find me personally mm. good to have different parts of I mean we've all we all get inspired from different sort of parts of our life yeah yeah I mean there's so many artists like uh, but the thing is when when I say them people are like what really like Iraqi yeah. you know he used to do the uh, bondage photography okay I'm probably like putting a bad impression now, no, but, but it, he used to paint on his photos and I found that fascinating yeah. and I loved all that so, the, so I, I think yeah. the subject matter is sort of yeah irrelevant, it's completely it's different you, subject matter from, yeah, yeah completely different like uh, although, you know, Robert Polidori, he's like uh, this, all, all this amazing architectural photography in Cuba. Um, so, you know, but these were people that came later. And I, uh, I was, because I wasn't really in the art scene. I didn't really go to a lot of museums and mm. galleries. That's only really been in the last sort of, you know, eight, eight years that I've yeah. been doing that. But I, I am actually, I was actually quite naive to it all. But I'm actually pleased I was because I had no preconceptions about anything. And mm. I just did what I wanted to do. So you do, yeah. you do sort of stand astride two different genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your photographs, mm-hmm. um, photography, yeah, and fine art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So you will always be photographic artist. When you started looking at the fine art side of things, mm-hmm. who was your influences there? Or what artists did you look at? Well, I, I definitely say Robin Nick Carter because, mm. you know, they um, were brilliant uh, artists. Sorry, they are brilliant artists. Yeah. And uh, they were doing so many brilliant things without using the camera and, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the darkroom. And because I came from a photography background where I was in the darkroom, um, just seeing them use their work in that way, uh, use the tools in that way, I found it just fascinating. And... Um, so yeah, I was I was looking to them a lot, and also because they helped me with my first show. Yeah. Um, I, I was highly influenced and aspired to their work, you know. Um, so they were interesting, and also Walter and Zoniel. Um, okay. They're really really interesting artists. Um, so I remember I was showing at Photo Art Fair. I think it was in two thousand and thirteen or fourteen, and Walter was showing there, and he had taken a photograph of a. Uh, chair in the forest of, of a burning chair and used the ashes from the chair to make a pulp which uh, he used to make a paper which then he printed oh, the photo yeah. of nice. the burning chair nice. onto it so the photo is made out of the thing yeah. he's but oh, yeah. it was just brilliant so I looked into him a lot more and it was actually Walter and Zoniel as a, a partnership and they've done some brilliant things with photography so they've just done something in Soho House where they've um used the room as a as the camera obscura as the camera nice. and projected yeah. an image onto the wall so it's like a fresco mm. but in like a, a new way and you know they were they were um <laughs> they, uh, they were a big influence definitely so I, I look at their work uh, quite often you know mates on instagram so yeah vicky stop it in bed oh that's all right that's yeah all right. she does a bit of scratching hello um well, when I think you... I'm a bit insular. <laughs> I'm just like in my own little bubble. Ah, so, yeah. well, a lot of the time, you just pick little tiny elements yeah. out of it. Could be anyway. It could be an yeah. advert on the telly or exactly, a passing yeah. bus. You know, you, you, something to catch your eye. And, yeah, definitely. You know, you yeah. think, oh, that 
that does. Yeah, that, I mean, that I must admit, me. the buildings are like the big inspiration for yeah. me. So, so with the know. buildings, mm. so how did you start finding them? You obviously had the the asylum yeah. in um, Reading. No, uh, the, the where was the asylum? Uh, in Epsom. Right, so yeah, the asylum yeah. was in Epsom. Mm -hmm. um, then you went to one in Germany. Where where did you start looking for old buildings or hearing about them? So there was like a, a network of co-conspirators, oh, basically. Nice. Your husband was one of those, or your future husband. Yeah, yeah. Was mm -hmm. one of those. Yeah. Um, and where were they? Were they just across the country? Yeah, across the country, across Europe. Um, so some were videographers, some were historians, some guys and girls were like... Um, uh, geocachers, have you heard? Mm. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. So, I'm um, nodding, but no. I yeah, so they'd um, go, basically, you have like a small item and you put it in I the have, building. I have, yeah. yeah, and they yeah. need the coordinates yeah. of the area. And then people go on walks with their families now. Mm. It's kind of like the rocks thing where yeah, people paint yeah, on the rocks, yeah, but yeah. with geocaching. And um, so they'd leave clues behind of buildings. So, so there would be yeah. half a dozen of you going into a building yeah. with. Um, different intentions in mind. Yeah, yeah, and some people just did it cause, just to get away from the wife yeah, for the weekend yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, we all had our own different, you know, reasons for being there. And also, it was just like a collective of like-minded people yeah. used to like hanging out. Um, so, yeah, and I am still am friends with a lot of them to this day. But um, because I've got so many buildings on my map, I don't really need to do as much research now. So, so I've got thousands of buildings yeah. I need to see and I know where they all are and are they you know, yeah. the so ones that you have in mind are they scattered all across Europe oh yeah unfortunately the world, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean oh, USA I haven't even started researching yet but that's something I would like to do but um, I've got my eyes on other places at the moment yeah, so you, so, it's, yeah. it's never ending yeah really. exactly I mean I, I, I could do this for the rest of my life I, yeah. I'm addicted to it but um, I'm exploring less and less now because I'm making the artwork. Mm. It's not just as simple as, you know, digital photograph from beautiful fine art paper. I'm actually creating things now and it takes up a lot more time. And the, the yeah. work you're creating at the moment, where's, mm. where are the, the buildings mm -hmm. um, that feature in your work at the moment? Or are they just um, um, extracted I from... would say most of you all over, but actually looking at all of them here, I'd say... 90% of them are Italy. I, I'm literally obsessed with Italy. So I kind of like to do my own version of the Grand Tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Sir John Sloan, he uh, you know, did his Grand Tour um, uh, of Italy and c came back with like bits of marble and you know uh, all these items, whereas I come back with photos. So you, know, so you, yeah. you go over there with the buildings already in mind? Yeah, so I have a map. I know exactly what I'm going to see. And if I'm really organised, which I'm not so much these days, I used to write an itinerary out. So oh, wow. up at seven, leave by half seven, because it would take 15 minutes to call over, um, you know, the, the bank. Or, like, it was really complicated entry and exit, so it would take a while to get out of the building. And then, you know, load the car up, uh, have some breakfast nearby, if we were lucky, or we weren't eating, you know, on site or something. And then... Um, go to the next so if we were sleeping in the building overnight which is why I, I sometimes would I do it on my own as well as with my partner so we'd stay in the building overnight shoot it in the morning 
leave and then go to the next place. And you're bothered about so, it being yeah. haunted. No, I love all that. I love it. I think no, people I think I'm absolutely mad, but like I'm so used do to you, it now. I've done it like ten do years. Do you stay like, in a tent in the house? I have just, done. Yeah, I will admit yeah. to that because uh, with like thousands and thousands of pounds worth of camera gear, I would never risk just leaving my bag out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been known to sleep on my camera bag. Like, <laughs> use, it, use it as a pillow, but um, you know, when you've um, when you've had a heavy day and your you know your hair's covered in nettles yeah, yeah. And, or maybe you know crap or asbestos, yeah. Yeah, I did so see a, I did see a photo of away. you on your uh, on your Instagram feed. Look like you've been down a mine. Yeah, you yeah. wearing a nice dress and then you just said mud. <laughs> oh yeah, the one where I've got my you, face yeah. covered. Oh, there's a brilliant um, uh, is it GIF or Jeff that my fiance made of me, and I'm I'm so hot. He poured a bottle of water over me. And I'm going like that, shaking my head. It's like a L'Oreal advert, and like my face is like covered in water. And you made it into a gift. It's brilliant. I'm gonna have to repost that. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, I've, I sleep in the buildings overnight, and I have like an itinerary, so I know where I'm gonna go. Um, but most of the time now, because I have so many locations, I don't really plan it that well, yeah. which can be good because it means you know you just book a hotel on the day. But uh, sometimes I'm the only driver, I'm the only one with the plan. So I had to sort of do everything. Yeah, yeah. If I pre-planned it, it's much easier for the navigator just to be like, yeah. right, uh, we're going here now. Whereas before I have to like pull the car over, figure yeah, out what so, we're doing. So yeah, do so. you take your fiancé with you or Not someone else with you? Off yeah, like, it's um, got to give you a lot more freedom, hasn't it? Yeah, like uh, it, it's a safety thing really yeah. because uh, I've been around uh, Germany and the Czech Republic on my own and while it was good it was winter it was freezing I was like if anything happens you know I'm stuffed yeah. um, we actually did have it was slightly creepy but he did have like a family tracker app so he he knew where I was yeah. and I was like yeah this is a bit weird but it's actually a good idea yeah, that's so. why it's been on it for six years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why is she going into a shopping mall so um I, I I have been exploring on my own, but I just don't do it as often now. Yeah. Also, it's just it's not like it's boring on my own because I do enjoy my own company. I'm I'm very happy. So I'm an artist, you know. When, like, when yeah. you when you're but, driving yeah. along or on a train or going yeah. somewhere, yeah, is your eye drawn towards oh, derelict buildings all the time? All the, yeah, yeah. It, even on the way to work, and I see a Harris fence, I'm like, oh shit, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, you know, rabbit in the headlights. I'm like, oh my god, and yeah, I don't always check it out, but I'll Google it read up about yeah. it or I'll pin it um, so so many places on my sat nav because I can't type when I'm driving I'll quickly just press save and I'll um, and I think it's got a voice activated thing yeah. so I just say derp which means derelict place so I've got like hundreds of pins all over France which is just like <laughs> derp and I, it could be a complete yeah. shithole it could yeah. be crap but the thing is sometimes I've judged a bit by its cover in these buildings I'm like oh this looks rubbish guys this sat nav we go in it's like Whoa! Yeah, like yeah. it's got a double staircase. Like there's peeling paper everywhere. It's amazing. So, I've I've learned just to say like check every room. Like we've this. I'm sure this is a good one. And sometimes, you know, ninety percent of the time they're not that interesting. Yeah. But te- the ten percent that you do you, uh, you find out, a lot of yeah. do you find gems in all of them? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, no, definitely not. I mean, some some places are boring throughout and then there's just one interesting room yeah. and it's pretty incredible. Um, but um, sometimes I've been on a trip and like one location out of 20 has been yeah. pretty damn good and the rest has just been... But I think as I've been doing it more and more, I'm less. I'm a lot more picky now about yeah. what I see because I value my time a lot more because I'm taking so much time to create and research. So um, when I'm away, I tend to I, I know what's there because I've done like Google research. Yeah. I've seen the building, what it looked like. Or again, if a, a mate's been, you know, I can see roughly what it looks yeah. like. Um, and also, you know. There's, there's people definitely documenting these places so I have a rough idea yeah. but it, it's always nice to find it yourself because the first one yeah, I saw of yours you know, was a yeah. few years ago mm. and it was a um, it looked like it was probably from a prison because there was okay. gated it was gates mm-hmm. and the lock had been cut out okay right well, yeah and yeah. you the focus was it was the end of the other oh, end I know of the, the corridor. You, I know the one you mean now. And yeah. but, but where the lock had been cut out, which yeah. was possibly, I mean, there was no sort of scale on there, but it was possibly maybe eight inches high by a mm-hmm. foot across. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you went down to the level of, of that um, and shot through. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, I, I love uh, Wes Anderson and his single point perspective mm. shots. So the Grand Budapest Hotel film is like amazing for yeah. me, and I just love it. Actually, that artwork we're sat next to now is shot. In the location, he shot uh, oh, Grand wow. Hotel, but it's actually like a, a derelict uh, department store, and he refashioned it into the Grand Budapest Hotel. But yeah, that um, that shot from the uh, with the jail doors that was in an asylum in uh, Yorkshire, and it was one of the most notorious around. It was called yeah. Highroads. And those corridors were just amazing. It had so much colour yeah, in them. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if that jail door was meant to be there or if it was put in or because a lot of these places are repurposed for tv series and you never know what the original features are i'm guessing it was put in for a um, a tv series because i don't think a jail door would exist like that but either way i was just like i I love this and i i I mean what annoyed me though wasn't quite central the way they'd put the gate on i was like this is really annoying because it's not in the center of the the corridor not that i'm obsessed i don't know if it was on on your website but i did see one where you was looking into a room mm. from from one room, looking through a double door. Yeah. And you was off centre. Yeah, and yeah. I know that you're very much into symmetry. Yeah, And definitely. I thought, well, why is she off centre? Why is she off centre? Yeah, yeah. You was to the left of the door as you're looking mm-hmm. at it. But I did notice that one of the doors weren't open mm-hmm. correctly either. One was, the one on the left was open at like 45 degrees and the other one was open just a little bit more so I didn't know whether you couldn't open the door yeah sometimes that can happen or I try because sometimes when you do it it can look too perfect and staged Yeah. so sometimes there's items in the room like um, you know like a a bed and like a, a sculpture next to it 
and people do are known to go into these places and stage them mm. and it can look like a movie set whereas I like to go in and as, shoot them as they are undisturbed and you know I've, I've been known to be with some friends and I'm like why don't you just close that and I'm like no because it's forced yeah, I'm yeah. forcing my do view you, on do it do you ever you know? take things out sometimes to so say it's like a walker's crisp packet yeah. or you know uh, if there's like a glaringly obvious bit of rubbish and it's a you know bright colour mm. or cigarette butts yeah, or just yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and they're really obvious in the frame and because I know otherwise I have to photoshop the stuff out yeah. but graffiti I tend to you know I, I'm, I've been known to clone that out as well because sometimes well, it's that, been like swastikas and stuff yeah, like that yeah that sort of brings yeah. that gives it a I mean, so I know I'm interfering be... that way, but I know that yeah. you know I, I mean, try these, not to stay. These stage buildings are sort of probably sort of 1800s, possibly. Yeah, yeah late 1800s. When you see graffiti on there, you yeah. know that's within the last exactly. 30 years yeah, or so something. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of that because I'm focusing on the architecture and the character here, not on someone else's artwork. Yeah. You know, um, and I think it can be distracting. So, in some places, you definitely cannot avoid the uh, yeah. the graffiti. Um, or they're like big pieces mm. sprawled across. Um, but, you know, on occasion I've grabbed one side of the room in Photoshop and flipped it over. And oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, You know, I, I, I can do all that. I don't do it very often, but, yeah. you know, but when uh, I can must, mask yeah. it out and get rid of the graffiti. So if I can do it, I will, yeah. um, because I want to concentrate on the place and the yeah. architecture. Not well, the, and the one I saw at the same time, <clears throat> excuse me, when I saw that prison one, which mm. obviously anything prison sort yeah, of catches me eye. Yeah, of course, yeah. But there was, you also, it looked like it was a a horse-drawn hearse. That mm. would, it, oh, yeah, yeah. And that was in, it looked like a convent or a, um, a monastery or yeah, a castle yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was, there was a, a monastery in Italy, if, I, if it's the right one I'm thinking of. Um, and it was like yellow in palette. Yeah, and, and palette. the... Yeah. the the carriage green. was, was tipped all over. falling apart. Yeah. yeah, so that was in a, a monastery in Italy and uh, actually had to walk through like a cemetery to get there. The monastery was nice. completely abandoned and it was just really bizarre. But the house next to it was still lived in, so we had to sort of really creep round. So it wasn't on site, but the house is kind of attached yeah, to it. Yeah. Um, and this, this hearse was just incredible. And yeah. it kind of tipped on its side and it was ancient it had like wooden wheels and uh, it was all like ivy growing up through it it was incredible um, and the actual rest of the monastery wasn't that interesting really. yeah. it was quite bare but <clears throat> that particular part of it if you find an object or an item or you know like that operating chair yeah. you know like a, or a wheelchair it's always items like that mm. it really points to a character of what the place yeah. used to be about and I love that you know yeah well then so, it, it just gives the viewer a chance to sort of uh, make their own story up yeah. beyond, beyond what you're looking exactly. at. Exactly, yeah, yeah, definitely. Which piece of work that you've created do you hold most dear? Um, so I think, oh, there's a couple, so I might cheat a bit here. That's but, um, all right, cheat away. <laughs> there's an artwork called um, Blue Orphanage, which I um, made in 2012, and that was on my first trip. And it was, I hold it dear because the place is only in the last year has been demolished and it was this incredible castle um, and it was in Belgium and it was up in um, up in the hills and it was just absolutely huge, it had like a, a gothic tower and um, it used to be a boarding school for children and an orphanage at one point and uh, like a family home 
and it just got put through all these uses and it's like a summer camp as well it's just incredible and the place has just been slowly rotting and falling apart and the owners did nothing at all to protect it I mean they had this one guy walking around the woodland and would fire a shotgun just to scare you away. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, in four or five times, I've <clears> that never happens, but there's always threats of it. Yeah. Or you weren't sure if it's just a rumour. Yeah, because it, you know, other people it? get jealous if you go mm. somewhere or something and they like try and put you off. Yeah. It's a bit sad, really. Um, so it was just this one place um, that I connected with straight away and I produced... Um, my best-selling work from it um, in 2012 and I just didn't know it would have that effect on others like mm. it did for me as well and I felt like I was quite pleased because the, the photo portrayed exactly what yeah. I felt yeah so what, was, so. what would you do would you sell your work at that, at that time mm-hmm. that you're talking about would that be edition prints or yeah so that it's all of my um Photographic work is either in an edition of 10 or 15, dependent on the size. Mm. Um, and then for the big one you saw downstairs, like this edition of three. Wow. So, but I don't do every single edition size for each piece, yeah. dependent on the series as a whole. Um, so that was an edition of 10, and I think it, uh, I think it got taken to an art fair, and they sold all 10 editions nice. like in the one weekend. It was just. Yeah. Insane. Sorry, sold a couple at the Groucher show and then the re- yeah. the rest sold at the art fair and it was just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just such a beautiful place. So it's the piece is called Blue Orphanage mm. and it's got a completely blue colour palette and it's got an amazing gothic, groined vault gothic ceiling and these huge windows and there's like some textures in there and the staircase is crumbling and it just reminded me of like a romantic fairy tale yeah. castle. I, I'm such a romantic. Do you look? You know, do you look so, yeah. for the history of? Oh the yeah, places? yeah. And I actually found a before and after shot. Um, I lined it up so it was similar to the perspective I shot it at, mm. and it was fascinating to see the difference. So yeah, I read. Sometimes I read the history of the places before I go. Oh, I was just about to ask. Yeah. You, do you think yeah. the images that you capture mm. would be different if you would have? looked at the history before for instance yeah I mean it does sway sway me into what parts of the place I might capture so for example if I'd read about you know the people that have worked there the nurse I was saying in an Italian asylum mm. I'd read about the people that work there the nurses to patients I might be more focused and change my perspective on the you know the patient beds or the dorms or something um, but I think I, I just know when I get, see a good shot I'm it's all about so it, it doesn't it doesn't it's weird yeah. like I think I'm mostly fascinated by the composition and if it's got a single point perspective and it's got enough decay and you know lead in lines or it's got like a Fibonacci style pattern yeah. that I'll go yeah. in for um, like a sweeping staircase stuff like that yeah for, for, I think for me like number one it's about the composition nice. and then after becomes the you know, history and story. And if I can tell that through the image, then great, you know, yeah. Yep. Inspiration. inspiration. Where do you go for your inspiration? Mm. Um, find it? So, God, Instagram's just brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, I'll come on. Like, I, I would say I go to art galleries <coughs> and art fairs and um, exhibitions all the time, but I, I just don't have the time. No. So, you know, occasionally I'll just... Um, occasionally I'll do that, definitely. Um, but... Instagram is just a brilliant daily a daily feed, like art friends I have. We're all putting out different work at different times and it, it can feed into feed into my work in different ways. But 
Um, I recently went to Miami for the Art Basel week, and that's kind of like my yearly dose of yeah. mayhem, amazing art, meeting all these different people, and basically brilliant parties. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be honest, it did but, look. I yeah. saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, it yeah. Look pretty good. And then I've got like a little crew I go around with. Called, uh, so Sarah Maple is one of my yeah. really good mates. I love her to bits, and Michael Warner. So we're both. Um, sorry, we're all, uh, we're all artists that deal with photography but in different ways and yeah. um, our subject matters are different but Michael Warner and I both share the love for architecture so we've kind of you know we first went to Miami together me and Sarah and then Michael was there and then we hung out one night we saw this amazing drone performance wow. of these swallows yeah. and it was like hundreds of drones that flew together and they've never been done like that before and it was organized by BMW and we all just stood there and just sat in wonder at this amazing display. And we just had such a laugh. And then, so this year, uh, sorry, no, last year now, we went to Miami together. And uh, last year we went to loads of exhibitions and shows and stuff. And we just hang out and talk about art. So I think it's really important to have that good artist network and mm. not just online mates. You know, you need to get out there. Yeah. And um, Kate's always encouraged me to go to... Um, galleries and museums more and you know uh, that's been really helpful because yeah. you know I used to just be in my little bubble before not know anything about art or the art world and, or anything at all like I was completely naive but yeah. I, I kind of you know that was helpful at the start but now you know need to be out there a lot more and um, yeah I, I try and go wherever I can so I just get inspiration from daily life as well you know like architecture's all around us and I just absolutely love it, and yeah, I've still got that dark and macabre side, and so that feeds into the work too. A little bit, yeah, you? yeah, definitely. From, yeah, I mean now, now you're I'm creating originals now, presenting yeah. artworks. I suppose, yeah. Now you're presenting artworks. Yeah, yeah. If, if that would be it, you you you're presenting them on on all night mirrors, mm, mm. and you did you would think. That they would be a, a little bit um, decorative, yeah. but they're definitely not. No. Like, oh, that's good to hear. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it just I've... looks like you've found the most beautiful frames to put your art. Yeah, in, yeah. I think you know, it's really hard to pair up the right image. So I, I ch tend to choose the mirror first or the the surface. So there's a marble piece there, and I also print onto copper and aluminium, and um, yeah, I. I choose the surface first, then find the photo yeah. to go with it. And sometimes it can be really hard to marry the two. Mm. But once I do and it fits, it's like, you know, that's brilliant. I, yeah. It's kind of like a fist pump for a moment. It's like, yeah, I got it. Um, and I was just basically looking to go into original artworks and try something different. I thought, right, I've got these photos, I'm still, you know, using my photography but I want to present them differently. And then I found a sheet of old glass and um, I just started experimenting and bloody hell, it took so long to perfect it. And, you know, it, it's such a precarious process and it can go wrong. Do you try and tally up the sort of era of the mirror with the era oh, of the... I, I would love to, but uh, I tend to not do that. No, no, I'd love to, but I think... Um, you know, sometimes I don't know the mirror's background. Yeah. Sometimes the mirror is a lot newer than yeah. what it's uh, what it looks like, um, and sometimes it's just a sheet of glass, as you see here. Yeah. It's like a you know frameless. Uh, it's got a beveled edge, yeah. but no frame. Um, 
and yeah, I think I and just, the older it's what and, I feel. Yeah, yeah the older yeah. and more dilapidated the yeah, mirror. The exactly. Better. Yeah. So I, I've learned all these terms about mirrors, like foxings as well. The glass, the silver behind deteriorates yeah, yeah. and it leaves foxing on the glass. Um, and I've experimented with different um, methods of putting the photo onto the mirror. So um, I, I can do it so it has a real glossy effect. So if you don't look at the image straight on, it has like a really ghostly yeah, look. Yeah. Whereas if you look at it um, straight on with a different effect, it, it's very crystal clear and it, the photo is a lot more sharper. Do you still you know? keep... Is that a one-off artwork yeah. or, do, or would that... The image that is on that mirror, would that still end up in an addition um, elsewhere? It, it might do, but it's very rare that I do that. Um, so, And if, if I have done, I, I would tell whoever's buying or bought it mm. that this might become an artwork. Yeah. And they're fine with it because they've, they've got the, uh, yeah, they've they've got got the, the original. Yeah, the only one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, but some images I probably would never use in a limited edition. Um, I mean, they are absolutely so, beautiful. Oh, they, I'm not you. just saying it because you, <laughs> yeah. honestly, they're, they're absolutely stunning. There's some of them took me like 20 attempts. So that mirror here, um, when I was pushing the film down, so it's basically like a inkjet emulsion mm. and I used like a special glue with alcohol mix and I paint that on top of the mirror and then I push the image down. And, and then it transfers off. Yeah, when I peel it off, at such a precarious moment because that film is so thin yeah, yeah. and if I don't push down the edges properly to separate the ink from the film mm. if I pull it up it can sometimes pull the whole yeah, lot up yeah, with yeah, it yeah. so I, I've gone through so many sheets of and is it alright just to wipe it off and start again yeah that's what that's I'm, I'm very lucky that I can do that yeah, yeah so glass that's tight. why I love mirrors but I've also done it with copper um, so copper you can scrub but I have to sand it down yeah, it gets thinner yeah. and thinner but the great thing is with copper, I can decay it better. So yeah, there's yeah. loads of shit you can. Sorry, there's yeah. loads of techniques yeah, yeah. you can do with, exactly. with metals. Yeah, we, I mean, I might regret this, but I've actually used my own wee on some of the works just to for the acid. decay them. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I can actually now say my wee is in the Ned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm actually quite proud of that. I go share my mates. I'm like, <laughs> um, so don't actually, touch it, don't touch yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, what's that funny smell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just it's brilliant because it, I was using salt and vinegar and it's just too slow yeah. so so I'd, um, I've got like all these acids in my studio like um, quite precarious stuff you know yeah. like sulfuric acid and you can't, I don't really think you can buy that now ammonia you've oh, got to be careful like with yeah. so I've got like a gas mask there and like elbow length gloves and a boiler suit so I'm you know uh, when I when I'm working on mirrors it's not so such a thing yeah. because you can't decay glass no. like that but um, when I'm working on copper and uh, aluminium it's great fun yeah so it's, a lot of it is just homegrown and stuff I've learned and happy accidents yeah. as well um, but what what I've had to also remember is you know I've got to preserve the artwork yeah. so I've had to go through lots of different um, versions of you know fixative spray and mm. um, fixing spray sorry and different uh, finishes to make sure the artwork stays, stays on there, yeah. So I remember this particular copper piece on my wall and I left it there for six months and it didn't change. I took photos of it mm. every month. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because uh, I was like, I don't feel comfortable selling this work mm. if um, it might deteriorate rapidly. 
and it didn't change at all. See, so, I quite yeah. like the idea. But yeah, I, with some work, it, it could change. Like, mirrors are always going to deteriorate. Yeah. I mean, the back of the mirror will wear away. And, and I kind of love that because, you know, I'm, I've added to the decay, the decay myself, the decayed image, and then the artwork, the surface it's printed on will decay eventually yeah. in time, but not so much that it will ruin the photo yeah. because that's on the front of the mirror. So, um, yeah, I, I think I've found something I kind of addicted to making. It's work. It so, works yeah. so much. So, yeah. Certainly it works so much, haven't they? It Thank works you. so well. <laughs> and, yeah, that marble piece there, I mean, I love showing the veins of marble. So that operating chair was kind of uh, this strange chair in this asylum, which the, the cover of it was dripping down. And where I pulled the image off, where there was quite a lot of uh, glue, um, the image warped slightly as I pulled it off. Yeah. But it kind of just fitted with the whole creepy scene. Yeah. And then you see the veins of the marble coming through. And, um, yeah, the piece just is so brooding and dark. And, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's like another juxtaposition yeah, between the, exactly. the material and yeah. the image on the yeah. front. Yeah. So I, I do love when, when I pair them together and it, it works like yeah. that. Then oh, I've got a... I've got like um, a marble worktop, I think, from a kitchen. Yeah. Or like what's going to be a fireplace. Yeah, it's behind. Too, it's too heavy for me to pick <laughs> up. But um, when, when I uh, get someone in, I'll be uh, get them to help me lift yeah. up, and uh, I'm going to do a massive marble piece nice. soon. Uh, I, uh, I put I actually put like an Instagram poll up, and because I was like, do I buy this mirror? Yes, no. And they've got like 87% there. So it's like, <laughs> I, I was going to buy it, but thanks for making yeah, me feel yeah. better about it. Because uh, it's I actually did quite that expensive. That was the last week you've done yeah, it's really, as well. It was like the yeah. 1930s. Yeah, yeah. It's got like um, Pegasus yeah, wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that should be coming today, actually, to my nice. house. Um, and then there's one behind I've just bought there where it's like uh, recessed circle bubbles. And that is beautiful. I have no idea how I'm going to choose the image for that, but it's going to be pretty cool. But yeah, um, got to rely on a good mirror maker because uh, one mirror I printed on, they hadn't put the clasp on the top in the centre. Oh. And my photo was like, okay, I'm normally a perfectionist, so I get it right, right? Yeah. But my photo was like half a centimetre off centre. Yeah. So I was stood slightly to the right, maybe. Yeah. And the guy who made the mirror put the clasp on slightly <laughs> to the left. So, so yeah, I'm not going to say which one it is, but... Um, it kind of bugs me that it's not in the centre yeah, now. But, but you know, it's just a beauty. Else, no, it, it won't. No, no. It's only you it bug. <laughs> yeah, everybody's come in here. No one's noticed it. They're just me. Um, so, oh, yeah. I did. I didn't want to say anything. Thank you. I thought, oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that oh, God, I can't interview right now, can I? <laughs> um, you and five other artists, mm. if you could mm. sort of curate a show, okay. who would it be? Uh... I think Sarah Maple, of just course. because she's Lars and I love her. And I've actually always wanted to do a collaboration with her. And I think we will do it eventually. And I think working with her would be brilliant. Um, yeah, we've had a few, chucking around a few ideas. Yeah. So definitely her. And I think um, Michael Warner, because he's just such a good guy. He knows everyone. He's brilliant at talking to people. He's charming. I love his work. So those two definitely, but I'm going to struggle with the rest now. Because um, there's just so many great artists oh, out there, I know, Gary. I, I know. mean, you know, now you're asking me to name my favourites. Y- yeah. yeah, well, you don't know. It might have to be dead people, and then my friends now won't be offended. Yeah, that's, that's cool, <laughs> so, isn't it? Um, 
Oh. I mean, don't feel that you have to. I mean, oh, I, no, no, there's I've, definitely. You know, some people just keep going on and yeah. on. You know, they don't pick five, they okay. pick 35. Oh, okay, they? okay, wow, yeah, okay. <clears throat> uh, Candida Hoffer, I think. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I think Frida Kahlo, because I'm reading a book of hers at the moment and absolutely love her work. Amazing, amazing backstory and just her work was superb yeah. and yeah it will live forever yeah. won't it yeah exactly yeah and so I think um, yeah really important work I think also it would have to be um, Charming Baker just because I love cool. him he's just cool. amazing he's such a good guy yeah Well, he's, he's got the dark side as well so has. I think that would fit quite well his yeah. show I went to at Jealous mm. a little while ago I don't know if you went where he had the aeroplane in there yeah yeah I said this to Louise that was one of the best shows that I've been to insofar as it was so basic mm. with just that ribbon of um, images going around mm -hmm. the middle of the gallery and that aeroplane took it was so fucking selfish yeah yeah that, and he really isn't is yeah, he you know he's, no, he's a really considerate yeah. person but you had to sort of step over the wing and then yeah. step over <laughs> I thought it was beautiful and I yeah I think he installed show. that at um, Sir House Miami Beach yeah, yeah. it was just amazing yeah, yeah. it was, it was it actually landed. on the beach wasn't it yeah yeah very but I, cool. thought, I thought it looked better in the gallery because it yeah, looked like yeah. I, I said to Dario like did he measure it so that it would just fit yeah, in here because yeah. it was absolutely perfect yeah it's huge also, actually, if I did like an old school show, I can imagine um, my old sort of, you know, photography heroes. So I loved Ouija, even though he was like super dark. Um, you know, back when there was a MySpace, I remember posting some of his work, and it was sort of like when there were loads of riots in America, yeah. and um, people had been uh, shot and the blood was on the floor. But he just made these really arresting images, mm. and I was just fascinated. And yeah, God, the subject matter was so dark, yeah. and people, you know, I think people thought, "What? What are you posting that yeah. for? Like, you're mad." But I just don't think they saw it. Maybe like the well, beauty in it, like saying I did. It yeah, yeah. Your work has moved on already to, mm. to the stage it mm. is here. Where can you see it going next? Oh yeah, I mean, or, or, unless there isn't. I've got so many ideas. I mean, there's so many things I want to try. Uh, within photography but also mixing it with other other styles of uh, art so you know I kind of like the idea of collage I think that would be really interesting to dip into but um, I've also had such a fascination with um, the darkroom since I first started mm. photography that I think um, going back to film and presenting that in a different way yeah, would be really yeah. interesting I've got a drawer full of negatives from Pripyat when I went to Chernobyl um, wow. from you know the disaster from 1986 and I have to do something with yeah. those but I, it's just figuring out what's and also sensitively approaching it, it. Yeah, yeah because yeah. like you know it's such a difficult subject matter yeah. I think um, but and yeah just I want to go big you know I want to print massive but not necessarily in photos so um, because you, yes I think it would be I, I yeah. do think you've got enough room in well, your practice so much, to pull away from uh, I ain't saying that you, you should but mm, mm. I mean because your your theme if that's what you'd want to call yeah, it yeah. is dilapidation yeah and, definitely and, yeah. and that's what you've got and this is just the way you're showing it yeah moment. I mean I, I wouldn't mind working with people again you know uh, 
uh, I think now that, that I'm... you sound really lonely. So stuck in my studio all alone. Uh, no, I think I, I like the idea of maybe introducing people, but I'm not. I'm not sure that would work. You no, know, I'm really just speaking out, thinking yeah. out loud here. But um, I think I've I've always had a fascination with you know um, faces and portraits, but I'm not a painter. You know, mm. so I'll just have to figure figure something out uh but yeah, yeah but i think buildings have got yeah i mean the buildings have got my heart though that i'm just so drawn to them they they are like my therapy and i'm always drawn to them in yeah, whatever i don't, way. Think, so, I don't yeah. think any artist should push themselves off the course they're already yeah on. yeah you, you will naturally yeah gravitate exactly yeah something won't yeah you? i mean um the digital editions were brilliant and they still are that uh, um, i really enjoy creating them but i really enjoy making stuff with my hands as well yeah. So I think well, looking um, on the sort of finances, of it, the digital yeah. side will always be. I, I know it sounds a bit basic, but it's, it's always your bread and butter. Isn't yeah, it? You know, yeah, definitely. Gonna, yeah, I mean, um, it's that, giving you the freedom to make. Exactly, other that's stuff. another reason why I was quite ready to start making stuff because I had a bit more freedom and you know, financial. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't have the stress of you know worrying about that. So I me- meant I could pour more time into. Yeah you know experimenting and you know luckily it's paid off i've got a show in march i'm going to be exhibiting these mirrors nice. um in shoreditch but uh you know nothing's sort of the title of the show nothing's like set yet just Where is it? Was it not uh, so it's a charlie smith oh, gallery yeah perfect. yeah um, he's great and he's yeah so i, I nice. cannot wait to work with um so it's going to be with two other artists i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say yet but no, don't yeah mean, don't yeah, better not, Don't, yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to working with Xavier. Um, he, he's just been brilliant, great, really supportive. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to show I'm so lucky to show there. Like, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, so I'm, you know, <laughs> going mad creating work now because yeah. uh, the show was kind of um, put on yeah. earlier. Um, obviously, I'm getting married in April, so I was like, right, got to do it before the wedding. And so... It's just doing. getting in the way now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh God, it's so annoying. Like Mike could have waited. Like, no, I've been waiting like eight years to marry him. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm um, I'm madly creating at the moment, and uh, you're yeah, not getting really married enjoying. in an old building, are you? No, at well, kind of. It's like an old quarry. <laughs> oh, is it? It's been um, converted to like a holiday uh, sort of campsite nice. uh, wedding venue, basically. Nice. And it's uh, the lake's been filled in. Uh, sorry, no, the quarry's been filled in, and uh, so it's a lake now. Yeah. And it's you know really really romantic and like a yeah, woodland yeah. vibe, Good. but it's um, it's got the old remnants of the past yeah. there. So we just fell in love with it straight away. Yeah. But it was yeah. never going to be anywhere normal, was no, it? <laughs> no, I mean, I looked at all these country houses. I was like, they're amazing, but it's just, it's not, just us. not got yeah. yeah. So, if yeah. you wasn't an artist, mm. what would you like to be? Oh, that's difficult. Well, I've always wanted to be a weather girl when I was little, that's but I, don't, I think that dream's gone. Pig farmer, I always wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when I was much younger, I wanted to be a vet. Uh, I love animals, yeah. obsessed with animals. Um, occasionally, people might see Rafiki on my Insta yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, But I think it probably would still be in the arts. I think I'm going to copy Maeve, because uh, <laughs> um, I think... Uh, or a location scout, actually. Yeah. That would be a dream job. Yeah. Like, uh, or a travel writer. 
um, like a travel photographer. Mm. Anything to do with travel and photography location, yeah. and location, I'm just there. Perfect. How about a food and travel writer? Because oh, God, I love food. Perfect. Like Italian, Italian food <laughs> travel writers, and then I can just stay in Italy for the rest of my life. Um, you know, email my stuff back. I just don't have to leave Italy. Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, that would be it. Right, so you've got, you've got something coming up at Charlie Smith's later on yeah, in, in the March. spring. Yeah. Um, where can anyone else see what you've got? So my website's um, genasoden.co.uk and my Instagram is at genasodenartist and that's where I post most of my behind the scenes stuff uh, and news basically. Yeah. That's everything. So, yeah, that's Gina, everything. Thank Brilliant. you very much. Thank you so much, Gary. Cheers. It's been great fun. There you go, Gina Soden. That was one enjoyable podcast to make, I can tell you. That was a great little story about Rob and Nick Carter being the first people to give Gina a break. I didn't even realise she was Kate Bryan's sister until I was listening to Maeve Doyle's Private View show on Soho Radio just before Christmas. It's as if I walked round the art world with a bloody blindfold on. And I'm extremely pleased to say I didn't leave Gina's studio empty-handed. I left with two things, one being a double pack of cream scones that I told Gina I would eat when I got home. Truth be told, they were gone by the time I got to Acton Town Station. But more importantly, I left with one of Gina's artworks. Once again, I was telling an artist about Face Value 3. I told her that a couple of her buddies were in there, being Sarah Maple and Charming Baker. And she asked if she could donate this print of a room within a military hospital. I don't know whether I was more pleased about the artwork or the cream scones. As Gina said there, her Instagram handle is at Gina Soden Artist. Keep a look out on there for when she's got her show at Charlie Smith's. That's an opening that I'll try my hardest to get to, that's for sure. You can go over to ginasoden.co.uk to see more of her work. So like I say every week, whichever platform you listen to this podcast on, if you're able to leave a rating or a comment, please do so. It really is beneficial to the podcast. If you want to contact me, I'm on all the social medias at Mizogart, that's M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T. And you can see which artists we've got coming up at www.mizogart.com So, thanks for listening and until next week, ta Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.